0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All-Stars Season 7, Episode 5, titled Draguation Speeches. My name is Joe Batanz and I am joined, as always, by one valedictorial co-host, first from the podcast, bravo, bravo, effing bravo. Please say... Hello, fairy children of Mother Earth. To (coughs) Nathan... To Nathan Brown. Uh, Hello, Nathan Brown. How are you? Hi, Joe. I'm great. How are you? Uh, I am doing very well. I love talking to this Nathan Brown. I gotta tell you guys. And you like pushing my
1: buttons is what you
0: like to do. Yeah. Okay. Now you're admitting it. Now you're admitting it. So we just had a conversation on just between us girls where it was very tense. Um, at (laughs) one point, (laughs) <laughs> and I said, do you want to change the topic? And Nathan said, let's talk about buttholes, right? That was a sort of weird moment. But um, if you are not a member of Patreon, you are not hearing this show. Let me tell you who's not hearing the show. If you're a member of Patreon and you're not, if you're not a member of Patreon at all, you're not hearing the show. If you're a member of Patreon, but you're not executive tier and above, you're not hearing this show. Also, you know, we I keep forgetting to plug this. We have this Apple subscriptions thing. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, all you got to do is right where the podcast is. You just hit subscribe, and you get Just Between Us Girls and any other drag-related content we release uh, on the Patreon feed for the premium tier. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and do that over there at uh, Apple subscriptions. But uh, Just Between Us Girls, Patreon, all these shows. Nathan, last week I let, I didn't let you go wax on about how much you love being a Patreon supporter.
1: Oh, I love it! I love it! I've updated to I've um, upgraded my subscription to get just between us, girls. Oh yeah, Thousands even though in, even out. though
0: even though Nathan's not on it, I make him. He, he doesn't get shit for free. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But no, I, I I do enjoy a good Patreon.
0: By the way, any advertisers listening, you can hire Nathan to plug your business over at patreon.com slash afterthought media or in the Apple Podcast subscription button. Uh, okay. Well, Nathan. <clears throat> uh you admit you're admitting that you that your buttons were pushed on just between us girls.
1: My butthole was pushed. No, yeah. not your butthole, your buttons. Oh my buttons, yes, yes.
0: Oh, you were upset yes, like too. On a scale of one to ten, how upset were you?
1: No, I wasn't upset. I was just like, is he, is he trying to to get a rise out of me? Oh, really? Were you?
0: No, I was I legitimately don't... from a journalistic standpoint trying to get to the bottom <laughs> of things.
1: I didn't know there was a bottom to get to. Like, ah, well, we don't need to go into it.
0: No, that's 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 a topic for the next just between us, girls. <laughs> Oh, great. Yeah.
1: Let Uh, me prepare.
0: Yeah. All right. This week, the girls deliver inspiring commencement speeches, and on the runway, the category is Veiled It. Jinx Monsoon and Raja are named the top two all-stars of the week, and both win a legendary legend star before duking it out in a lip-sync battle for their legacies. After all was said and done, Jinx Monsoon was named the winner of the lip-sync and chose to block The Vivian. Nathan Brown... Uh, name two things I liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Thank you, Joe. Well, first of all... You know, it's funny I like- that you say this. Oh, Someone on Discord was saying earlier this week, there's another podcast, I'm not going to say the name of it, but it sounds like All Right Mary, and that this person listens to All Right Mary and doesn't like it because one of... The, I don't know their name, I'm being... This is going to sound petty and, like, I don't know her bitch bullshit, but I've legitimately never listened to one episode, Okay. And I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's fantastic, right? And, uh, but she was saying that one of the episodes, one of the, one of the hosts beats up on the other host. And I was like, what what an asshole. What must that be like? Yeah. I was like, what an asshole. But do you feel like I'm beating up on you? No, no, I can take it. Oh, so I am beating up on you. You're just saying you're able to take the beating.
1: No, I'm, well, maybe, maybe. Oh, I mean, you were called a bully last week, not by me. That was by Jay Ellis. Yeah, what does Jay Ellis know? You know what? Jay Ellis, Ellis, Jay what? Jay
0: Ellis can that. never come on the show again now, because he said that. <laughs>
1: so, so, the two things I liked. Okay, well. One,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I liked that uh, my co-host for this show is a big fucking bully. No, so I liked the twist of the giving, giving of a star. I thought that brought in a new element. I enjoyed the little bit of added complexity. I mean, it's all bullshit, but it's fun to see how that's going to play out. The second, I liked this Nikki Glazer. She seemed fine. She seemed knowledgeable. She seemed fresh and not too pandering. I liked her. I don't know if you'll have a differing opinion, but I liked her. And the one thing I didn't like was the lip sync. I thought it was boring. It was a waste of a Lizzo song. And I think Evie won the lip sync just from sitting on the sidelines, mouthing along to the words. She was much more dynamic than Raja Hyde's and Jinx Monsoon. What about, what about you? What did you like?
0: Well, I like you. I like this extra star twist. Mhm. Next, uh I liked Jinx. I feel I feel really bad. I need a vent right here. Well, let me let me finish this first. Jinx's speech. I thought was really funny. Legitimately funny. Like I genuinely LOL'd. What I didn't like? The other speeches.
1: Yeah. Didn't like them. It's it, it was an odd challenge because it's like I I felt like I just wanted it to be a roast. It's yes. was like, "Oh, I wish this was a roast." Mm-hmm. So it was, it was hard. And like, you know, they're meant to be talking about how inspiring they are, but I'm like, you're drag queens, doll. Like, really? How far can you go? Yeah, You're not Malala.
0: <laughs> Let me address this Nikki Glaser thing you brought up earlier. Uh-huh. I was a comedian years ago in the LA scene. Mm-hmm. I vaguely ran into Nikki Glaser when she was starting out. She was starting out like I was, right? Uh, but didn't really have enough encounters with her to really form an opinion. But I was like, I know enough people though in the biz. So actually I had my opinion, but I messaged these people that I know who are super nice people, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say why. All I said was Nikki Glazer. what what, what do we feel about her? Right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would look. She's not a Todrick, horrible person and we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk, but no, there were no good stories about her.
1: Really? These are from her peers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So these are peers of her- oh, okay.
0: The biggest complaint being she's a joke stealer. She's a joke thief.
1: (gasps) Yeah. You know? Okay, that's a big one in the stand-up world. Yeah.
0: Uh, There were other little small ones, but we'll bring them up. Interesting. Yeah. I'm still mad that you think I'm a bully.
1: No, I don't think you're a bully. Jay thinks you're a bully. I just think you're a little button pusher. And that's fine today on a podcast.
0: Well, you know, Nathan, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Let me ask somebody. Okay. Let me just ask somebody. Jake, do you think I'm a
2: bully? No, (laughs) I don't think you're a bully. I think you're super funny and rad. I like spending time with you. Thank you, Jake.
0: (laughs) Thank you. At least somebody does.
2: (laughs) By the way, I would, you know, people have been
0: wondering, they've been asking, where is Jake? You know, where's Jake been? uh and i want you know we we were supposed to have Taylor the latte boy on today he's feeling under the weather and uh and then he bailed and then christian said yes and then christian bailed so i called jake and i was like jake do you want to sit in and he was kind of awkward so jake why why what
2: happened you were here the first two episodes uh what happened well if i'm being honest this is really hard. Talking about drag race is the hardest job in the world. After each episode, I would have a panic attack. When you asked me to host, I started heaving because it is so hard. Watching a TV show and then turning a microphone on and talking about your favorite show is the hardest job in the world. If I had tear ducts, I would cry.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, well, Jake, then we'll just let you go. I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize how hard this job was. That's probably why it's Taylor. That's probably why Taylor bailed. He was like, "I just can't. I can't go back there. I can't." Babalu, don't say don't say don't <laughs> say. I have to go back there, Babalu. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's the hardest <laughs> ever in the world. <laughs> All right, here we go. No more fooling around, Nathan. After the lip sync, the queens congratulate Viv on her win, and Jada apologizes to Jinx for blocking her star. Monet comes in dragging toilet paper on her heel, carries on the fable of the, of the platinum plunger, and Viv reveals that Jinx. Was her real target. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. Each queen has been invited to give a commencement speech at the Drag U graduation. As this week's blocked queen, Monet gets to choose the order. And in a twist, the top two of the week will win two legendary legend stars. One to keep and one to give to a fellow queen. Let's talk about everything that happened up until or up through the announcement of the Maxi Challenge. Your thoughts, Nathan Brown.
1: Yeah. So I feel like, and I want to get your opinion on this. So yeah. I was feeling like Vivian, what the hell are you doing announcing to everyone that you would have yes. blocked Jinx? Like, how does that serve you? Yes. And then by the end of the episode, I was thinking, is it strategy on her part to sort of get a bit of a narrative? Because she was a bit, you know, not having a narrative apart from being the UK girl. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that's why? Like, why else would she do this? I don't know. I don't
0: know. It made no sense. I actually have that in my notes. I said, from a strategy perspective, why would Why would
1: the Viv say this out loud? I don't know. I don't know. I I can only assume it behooves her to be painting herself to be at Jinx's level.
0: Or do you think it's like what you were talking about, the coronavirus? And I'm wondering if the Vivian was like, well, let's set this up so that I'm blocked now and not later when it's important. Do you think she's thinking yeah, that maybe, far ahead? Maybe. Yeah. Because Jinx I is- I can't a good, make any other sense of it. Jinx is a good one. Jinx has been in the top a lot of the times. so There's a, a, a strong chance that Jinx would get it. And then and then she's probably thinking, well, let's get blocked now. And then later on. I don't know. Because I'll tell you what that sort of supports this weird conspiracy theory. Was when Monet is teasing Viv about how she's going to be in last place. And then Viv's like, in the confessional, she's like- well, they don't understand that that works to my advantage because that's what I have. I, my speech is going to be better when it's last. So they're playing right into yes. my hands. So she has that, she has that forethought, that foresight to mm-hmm. think that many steps ahead in that case. So she's playing
1: chess. They're playing checkers. Yeah. So yeah. that's not necessarily a bad idea. Um, what did you think of Monet being bitter Betty and, and, Doing that strategy to put, put Viv last after Jinx. Like, that's such a fuck you to the Vivian. But, like, people get blocked, Monet. It's not personal. Like, you're the fifth person to be blocked. It's not that I was, big a deal. I
0: was thinking about that, because in the workroom, Jinx makes a joke about her being blocked, and she goes, oh, can I make you ninth? And she made her second to last. That, Yeah what's weird okay we're talking about things i'm going to talk about later in the episode cuz now we're talking about the, i think i feel the placement's more important when we're talking about the actual uh, thing but yes i agreed with you that it was a very weird thing to say out loud and then because vi- the viv should have known at this is not like it was Evie, that at some point mm-hmm. the jinx is going to be in the top very soon and she's going to be blocked that's why it must have been your right some sort of strategy okay we have to call the elephant here
1: what the fuck was RuPaul wearing? I've been thinking, I thought that last week that he was coming out in, like, progressively bad get-ups, but this mm-hmm. one took the cake. And all of those queens who had to be like, ah, Mother Ru, yes, work, bitch. Mm-hmm. The house down boots. I was like, yeah, surely yeah. that's the acting challenge. Yeah. Because that was ridiculous. Yeah.
0: It looked ridiculous, and I was wondering, like, again, going with weird tears, like, why would she, she doesn't usually dress like that, and I was like, you know what, the only thing I think of is it would make a good clip package for, like, the Emmys or something to show her walking down that outfit or something, or for, like, a trailer or a promo, because she looked ridiculous.
1: Did Klein Epstein Park go bust? <laughs> I don't
0: know. It, it was a very, very strange going out- 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 outfit. So you said you like this two stars twist. What? Are you, so you give me your thoughts on this. And how, if you were to have the extra star, who would you have given
1: it to? That's interesting. So, like, I was... You'd probably give it to, like, an Eevee because, you know, she, poor doll, she needs to get one somehow. Mm-hmm. Or would you give it to someone to make them more of a target and deflect away from you? Like, if... Or
0: would you give it to, like, someone like... I know you can't do Jinx this week, but let's say you could... A Jinx or a Vivian or a Trinity... Who then it might prevent them from blocking you in the future. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. That's probably what you would do as well. So I,
0: remember, yeah, if the top I four, so you, you, anybody there who's smart has to know Jinx is going to be in the top four.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. stack her with badges because she's in the top four already. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, get on your, get on her good side.
0: Yes. Mm. I don't know. We'll find out next week. Now Jinx can't get one. Uh, and Raja can't get one. She already has a star. So she can only... So the rest of them can. So if you're... The, now i that I'm out of the running here. Evie's going to get one. I mean, she's just going to get one. Okay? Let's, yeah. We just know it's going to happen. Who's getting that other one?
1: I was thinking about this. So... um, I can't remember. So Jinx... Does she owe someone? Like, was someone... Did someone let her off the hook at some point? They've all been sort of coming for her. So it's just like she wouldn't give it to... Whoever blocked her, so like mm-hmm. the Vivian. Oh
0: no, but yeah. So there is a conversation. I have it noted down here somewhere. Who is she talking to? Wait, let me look at my notes here. No, 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 is no, it no, Jada? no. She's no, pretty no, buddy no. with Jada. Monet. Is talking to Raja in the workroom, and Raja says she wants a middle slot, and Monet says, "Well, if you want it, I mean, are, is she going to give me an extra star if she gets it?" And Raja's like, "I'll think about it." So do you think? raj is going to give it to monet
1: well you know what they're all middle s- slots really apart mm-hmm. from the first and the last like i don't think that's that big of a favor to give mm-hmm. someone a middle slot so i don't i don't know i think raj will probably give it to evie but raj was right in the middle how about jinx like but what if jinx gives it to evie <sighs> i guess it depends on who gets asked first to give their star away because mm-hmm. you'd think the first one would be evie right well, you would want to be the one that gives it to Evie, because then you are
0: in, you've given it to Evie, so you've won yes. her favor, and but you haven't given anyone an advantage. Yeah. So you want to be the one that gives it to Evie, because she didn't have one, everyone will understand that. You don't want to be the other person, because then the other queens who didn't get it are going to resent you.
1: But you didn't or do it you think them. you wouldn't give it to Evie, because it's a bit condescending, because then you can be like, oh, we all have a badge, even though you did not earn yours. Like, that's a bit, that's a bit shit. I don't know. It's a,
0: it's a very, it's a very interesting twist to the game. Now, before she leaves the room, RuPaul does this dance. Did you recognize that dance at all? Was it like
1: MC Hammer or something? It
0: was MC Hammer. Very good. Yeah. I only
1: thought that because of the pants.
0: Yeah. Because of the pants. Because of the pants, he did that weird MC Hammer like shuffle that he did. I don't know what it was. Did you enjoy that? No, I just thought it was very funny. Okay. In the workroom, the queens draft their speeches. Raja plans to be a spiritual guide. Shea struggles with all the workroom distractions. And Monet attempts to trade prime lineup spots for legendary legend stars. Did you have anything to say about that?
1: Well, it's just they're all getting along so well. Mm -hmm. You can tell that the producers are grasping at straws trying to, like, get them to even have conversations that they want. Because at one point, the Vivian goes... Oh, has anyone ever done a speech before? It's like, of course people have done a speech. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've never given a speech ever in my life. Well, it's funny that you say
0: that because one of the things I have in my notes is there's this whole thing where Shay is trying to concentrate. And Shay never said – she just says she finds it hard to concentrate in the workroom. But she never says specifically because of this event. And you never see the event happen around – like you don't see Shay in the background of the event. So I'm like yeah. these two things did not happen together. They just caught was Shay. Funny. Yeah, they just caught Shay thinking and cut that in with them <laughs> fooling around and making it seem like she's trying to write as they're like <laughs> with the xylophone with the, right. zi- the little baby xylophone <laughs> and the ukulele and singing dumb songs and stuff like that. You could tell Shay was probably laughing along with us but they just had to cut it yeah, in a way to yeah. make it seem like she's trying to write her big speech and they won't let her. Any other thoughts on this moment?
1: Not really. This is just when we get Monet trying to be shady and strategic with the charity star. So that was – we've covered that, but it was fun to watch.
0: I want – there's a lot of actually, believe it or not, this this show, this episode – and I, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist or anything to recognize that the episode is very, very heavy-handed. And I, th- and I think there's a reason why. It's very heavy-handed in leading you to, to come to the conclusion that, that the judges do. Because mm-hmm. there are lots of hints in this, like there's the part we already covered it, but when at the beginning, top of the show, where after Viv has told Jinx that she was originally gonna block her, Shay's talking to her and she says, "You've just laughed at a live dragon, essentially, right?" And the Viv says something along the lines, "Well, she has to be able to give a plunger, doesn't she?" And it was kind of sassy about it, I'm like, "Okay, well, bitch, now we know in the world of drag race, you're getting blocked. You're getting blocked." <laughs> And yes. then, in and in, in similarly, here is in the workroom. Jinx is having a, con- a a conversation with Raja about her character, and Jinx is in the confessional. She's like, "Well, the thing with this um, character, if you're doing an original character, you're going to either knock it out of the park, or you're going to uh, really struggle, essentially." And you're like, "Oh, well, she did knock out of the park, right?" Well. Yeah. They're gonna make you believe she knocked it out of the park. Yes, <laughs> yes, very, very hard. They're gonna make you believe she knocked it out of the park. So, like, okay, there's some more foreshadowing there. By the way, how is the Vivian calling Monet petty for putting her last? Monet, I, I want to say of all the ones so far, maybe she was being cheeky and some British humor we didn't get. Vivian was kind of the cuntiest when she blocked Monet.
1: Yes. Yes, it, it might be cheekiness from being a brick, yes. but yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Monet, Monet and Viv are friends. Like, oh, I'm sure I think they Monet are. lived in the UK for a bit and they like work together a fair bit. So I, I think they're actually sure like, closer they than
0: think. Th- yeah. And I think that they're all friendly with it. I don't think that there are any backstage wars that I can tell or anything like that. It's even that they are. Even I the wish. Viv and Jinx. I think they're they're trying to make it seem like there's something going on there, but I think for the most part there isn't. There's I just not. think they're all happy to be there.
1: Do you prescribe to the theory that they want to do a second All Star win- All Stars winners season, and that's why they saved Alaska and Sharon to have them together? I was, like that would be more fun to watch.
0: I was thinking about that actually because I was thinking about oh no, Sharon's not going to be on. What are you talking about, Sharon? Has you don't talking. reckon? I don't know. She's going to she's going to do some definite PR. I uh, have to please. delay a lot of tweets yeah uh well no there's been this drama with this uh little girl that she like somehow like not groomed oh, in a sexual yeah. way you know, that weird shit that was going on there and i was thinking about this because it seems like bianca del rio is softening on her i I would never do this thing now her thing is she wouldn't do it with the rules the way they are which i don't know you would think the rules would. What? yeah the rules would actually favor bianca but i don't know
1: Every uh, challenge needs to be a boat dress challenge. Yeah.
0: I was thinking about like how would Bianca have done in this episode? How would she she would have done good in this well in this episode actually. She would have been good. But how would she have done in this season? And I don't know actually.
1: I think she would have been really good. No, she would have been
0: great television, but how would she have done in the challenges?
1: I think well, I think maybe just the um the girl group song challenge, she might not have been that great. hmm But I think improv, yeah. Mm-hmm. Snatch game, yeah. Sewing, yeah. Speeches, yeah. I don't
0: know. Because if you think about it, like, I was actually doing imaginary team-ups now, because I was thinking about Queen of All Queens, and right now, the way it seems, I think it's jinxes to take.
1: Oh, there's no one else at her level.
0: Yeah. And I was thinking, well, how would she do against the girls who aren't there? How would she do against Sharon? How would she do against Alaska? How would she do against Bianca? I think she would still do very, very well. And then I think mm-hmm. once you get those three out of the way, um, especially Alaska and Bianca, the other queens like Violet, Violet should never do this. Okay. <laughs> um, Bob, I don't know. Sasha, mm. Aquaria, mm. you know, so like, it's they're really all good though. They're they're don't, don't no no, they're good. Actually, I probably I might be underestimating Aquaria, if I'm being honest. I remember she was as bad as you thought in the She was a comedy know. queen. She was. So Aquaria might actually be decent. But Sasha, Bob, and Violet might have some problems. So the, to, to go back to what you asked, I don't know if I necessarily subscribe to that theory, but I think that there are other reasons why I I, I there could have been something as simple as I just thought Alaska would say no. Yeah. And also, how do you know that? Of course
1: she would say yes.
0: People lie all the time. How do you know that Alaska wasn't asked?
1: (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Okay.
0: Any other thoughts, uh, on this, um, on this workroom? No. Okay. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we will, uh, discuss the rest of the episode. Okay, uh, let's go to the rehearsal. The queens are joined for a rehearsal by Carson Kressley and comedian Nikki Glaser. Monet makes a blowjob joke. Shay shares her high school experience. Viv plays a drunk. Trinity pokes fun at her academic struggles. Jinx needs help choosing between two themes. And Evie encourages us to learn from failure. Any thought? Now, you, you liked this Nikki Glaser, Nathan. I
1: did. And I think she had more valuable input than this Carson Kressley. Because there was that one point with Trinity mm-hmm. where Carson says, you put the ass in tassel, which has just so been there, done that. And Nikki makes the joke about don't do a spelling joke in front of Trinity, mm-hmm. which was the funny bit. And then Trinity was like, oh, I'm going to steal that joke. And, I, and then she stole the wrong joke. Oh, which joke did like, she steal? She ended up using the ass in tassel. And I was like, that's that's not the funny joke, Trin. By the, the way. Not knowing how to spell is the good joke.
0: It's about time someone steals from Nikki Glazer, not the other way around.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you want to expand on that now
0: I don't know that I mean I got I look I don't want to betray people's trust they did tell me specific stories but the stories are told in such a way that if Nikki if Nikki Glaser were ever to come upon this episode then uh, she would be able to tell who these people were um, okay but they were just they were a lot of they look I'll tell you all the stories were she steals jokes uh, and this is sort of known and that she's kind of just a cold white lady. And I'll, I'll tell you a story <laughs> that I can tell. Okay. I'll tell you a story that I can tell. There was a guy who performed services for comedians. Fluffing? No, 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 no. I I can't get into I think it might expose who this person is. It it, it, it was something that would be helpful to a comedian. Okay? Mm-hmm. People were interested. Nikki was interested. And my buddy was like, oh, yeah, Nikki, I got you. Or I'll just pay for you for this. And that she was just sort of like, not even like, thank you. <gasps> yeah, I, I've had, I've never had that extensive of an, interver- of an interaction with her. I've had very, very uh, superficial interactions with her. But, but my- you met her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But my, my interaction, th- th- this will explain it. My interactions with her have always been very, like, cold and just didn't really want to get to know you or talk to you yeah. or have any interaction with you whatsoever. Not expressly rude. You just got that vibe. You know, the fuck off force field. Yeah, kind of. And so, like, I just so, so I don't have a strong dislike for her. Uh, but I, I, so that's why I wanted to ask my friends first before I came on here and blasted her. That that was sort of my experience with her. Very, very limited. But my comedian friends who do know her well were very, like, yeah. But again, even there, it's not like a strong hatred. She's just, she's just that
1: fucking annoying white lady everyone knows mm-hmm. who steals jokes. Did you fu- get that impression on the show? Like, did you think she well, had any I valuable just, input? Or?
0: I already had a negative impression of her, so I don't know if necessarily it is a yeah. fair question to ask. I didn't think she was that funny, if I'm being honest. But uh, but, it, but she is a comedian, and actually when I was watching the second time, she did have some very valuable advice for some of the queens in terms of comedy, so that it was not all lost. I did have the same note as you, like, why was Carson there? It would make more sense if it was Ross. yes maybe even then Connor kind of comedian is sort of a stretch he's more of a personality but Carson's more of a yeah. fashion person you know but, and the
1: but the challenge wasn't comedy like it should have been but it was like they wanted them to be funny but also inspirational but also i don't know talk about trauma like you, i don't know how they were expecting the queens to package that up in an way. well interesting did they way. ever
0: give that specific instruction to the queens no, but
1: that's how it was judged.
0: Yes, you're right. But I'm almost wonder if they didn't even if the judges themselves didn't have an idea of what it was because it sort mm. of seemed like. Do you think maybe Jinx who who got all three set the bar for the other queens because there are other queens. That's why I don't think some queens didn't go funny really at all, and some queens only went funny. So like, yeah. Jinx had a, like a
1: weird balance. Jinx was doing an elevated Hannah Gatsby thing, where she would deconstruct a joke and talk about trauma, and like she was she was going high level. I didn't particularly enjoy it, but she was going high level, and yeah, I think that might have carried over.
0: Now you know, I'm Lori Rockingcamp does not like this Hannah Gatsby, right? <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I've never really gotten it into into it with her, but I know she cannot stand Hannah Gatsby, <laughs> just can't. So, oh, did you notice when Jinx? Was taught, she was trying to choose between stories and I don't know why. And she said, Well, we can do this story when I got the car accident or when I got, now she says, The time, uh, I got a condom loss inside of me. But if you watch back, there's a really, really hard cut in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very obvious. They, they, they did a good job of it. Must have been a really hard cut for them because I'm surprised they didn't look away. Actually, that's what usually a trick that they do is they'll flash to somebody else. And Mm -hmm. then they can cut the audio easier and you don't have that problem with the mouth. But they maybe they did, but you can hear you can hear the hard cut in the audio. So she said something that they took out. Okay. So uh I don't know what it was, maybe she named the person, but uh there was a hard cut there. Um also I was annoyed by Evie uh oddly doing
1: that awful laugh in the confessional, which (gasps) so fake. Uh all throughout the speeches as well, she was getting picked up on the mic. She was like (laughs) she sounded like you know that toy penguin on toy story wheezy that's yeah. like the voice box is broken yeah that's what she sounds like
0: because, you know it's not much different than this look over there like that's just her yeah. thing everyone knows so now she's her gonna crutch. do it all the time right like your whole thing is that you get your feelings hurt and your buttons are pressed and stuff so we just know that's your thing
1: yeah that's my thing
0: by the way you know how many people i thought everybody knew what you look like do you know how many people message me during the week con ever since you've been on Going, really? Is Nathan Brown hot? What do you say? I'm not going to tell you what I say.
1: You better fucking say yes.
0: I get constant questions about it all the time.
1: Well, let me set the record straight for everybody listening right now. I'm a dish. What? No,
0: okay. I know do you have a boyfriend. On that?
1: <laughs> I know you have a boyfriend. And uh, But let's say
0: you weren't with your boyfriend. Would you hook up with a listener? Sure. Oh,
1: really? Yeah, if I weren't with my boyfriend, yeah. Why not?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're just a single man, you would. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I hope that we was- love, baby.
0: Uh, okay. Um, by the way, Raja again. This is, again, more foreshadowing. In her rehearsal thing, she's like, "Yeah, because I need a star. I don't have a star." I'm like, "Oh, she's this bitch is oh, yeah. a star."
1: She threw a tantrum backstage and said, "I need a fucking star, guys." That's why her graduation outfit literally had stars all over it. Oh, I didn't even think about to, like, that. Fly, Give yeah. Me a star.
0: Uh, any other thoughts there? No. All right, it's runway day and the queens get ready for the main stage. Jinx is the latest to do a tahin shot with Jada. Later, Jinx shares that she and Viv have a similar skill set and are becoming frenemies. All the queens are thrown by the opportunity to give away a second star and a blocked Monet is hoping to snag one. All right, all your thoughts on runway day. Nathan Brown.
1: Not much to say. We're getting the tahine again. That's going to be a big thing. I don't know if Jada has stock in tahine. I just stole one of your jokes. Um and the only other thing I thought <laughs> you've got the tahine. My original do plan a shot right
0: now. Yeah, my original plan was to get some fruit, but I didn't get to manage to go get that done. And um but I will do a shot. Um I will do a shot. I've licked my hand.
1: Yep. And we'll
0: over here. Gonna sprinkle it. So at
1: least you're still licking it off a of fruit. So you can see that's it, a good amount of tahine, yeah.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Now, if I remember correctly, uh, last time, now I'm going to pay more attention to the to the notes here, the flavor notes. But I remember it was like, which I want to be clear here for people who've never tried tahine. when you eat it on fruit, it's not sour. I mean, it, there's that sour, mm. there's there's sour notes, but it's like a this is like a sour patch kid sour. You know, when okay. I do, I'm going to do it. Here we go.
1: All right, he's going for it. He just licked it. Okay, now he's, he's doing that face. Oh, he's oh he's, he's squirming. Oh, he's throwing his hand up. Oh, he's squinting his eyes. He's doing that bleh thing. Okay. Oh, you didn't so like it. So definitely... That, no, I do. Oh. <laughs> I like
0: sour things. Which is why I love it you. It looks very sour. Yeah. Hey, oh. But you definitely get the note, the chili note this time. I got the, the note of chili, but it's not super... That's why people probably think, oh, it's super spicy. It's not... Even if you don't like spicy food... It's not spicy the way you think. Like, oh my god, that's spicy. It's uh-huh. it's not like ah. It's just like oh, there is a spice. A nice sense. little surprise. the The stronger thing, the stronger notes are definitely salt and sour.
1: So we're gonna do a full ten minutes on tahini now, aren't we? I love it. We should do this every week.
0: Uh, you know what? Uh,
1: hopefully, if I, uh, maybe I'll mail you some this week. And so hopefully I get it
0: by next yeah, week. Yeah, so message... I don't know how long it'll take. Maybe a week or two, right? But then by the time you maybe. get it... We'll, I'm going to have you get some fruit first. But then mm-hmm. we'll all... Because you should try it the way it's supposed to be done. And then... Um, but then you can also do the same tahine shot that
1: Jada was doing as well. Maybe we need just a dedicated show to tahine. Just between... Just tahine us girls. Perhaps. Did you have any other thoughts on this runway day? No. I thought this thing that Jinx did
0: when she was like, Viv, can you hear me at this volume? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was really funny.
1: Yeah, that was good. Yeah, humorous? I thought Monet was funny when she said, blocked girls matter. I thought that was humorous. All right. Very good.
0: Uh, all right. It. Let's go over now. It's time for the Drag You graduation. It's commencement day at Drag U, and each queen takes a turn giving advice to this year's graduating class. I have my notes here, right here, the good old notes. Perfect. And let's go over each one. The first one we had was Monet. What were your thoughts here on Monet,
1: Nathan? I thought it was a good start. Um, The blowjob joke, you know, was always going to be a hit. Mm -hmm. She she was doing a lot of reading, so she wasn't that engaging. But the Mm -hmm. Mufasa voice was pretty spot on, Mm -hmm. but pretty middle of the road. What did you think?
0: Let's go to the Mufasa voice. I almost put that in my notes, but I didn't, where I was like, I just, and I've made this very clear on the show before. I'm not a big fan when people do, when drag queens go deep, as that's the joke. Oh, it's the, it's the weekly that, so the, every week, should, I don't always call it, but every week, Nathan's dog at a certain point will attempt to jump on the bed. Oh, it didn't happen this time. He, yeah, thought he better thought of
1: better of it. <laughs> he
0: heard me talking about him. But anyway, uh, I don't like when drag queens go deep. I think that joke is tired. Not that it's an unfunny joke, but the joke is played out,
1: you know. Yeah, but this was quite a good impression.
0: Okay, all right, very good. Uh, so overall, what would like it? Didn't like it. It was fine. I said it wasn't funny. <laughs> the her, The pick, her pick fell to her hair. She should have used that joke. She was just like, oh, what? This pick fell.
1: Yeah that that fell flat.
0: Yeah, and then uh, she shouldn't have placed her. She. Made the place. Why she place herself first? Uh,
1: Yeah, in a roast, sure, but Mm -hmm. for a speech, not so much.
0: No, she shouldn't have done that. Uh, all right, Shea
1: Couleé, your thoughts here? I thought it was so boring Mm -hmm. and not funny. Mm -hmm. There was one joke, which was that John Hughes joke, which was okay. Yeah, but she she did her whole narrative structure was about cliches aren't that bad, and then she spoke in cliches, which were bad. So I I didn't connect with it at all.
0: Yeah, I didn't think it was good at all. She had a couple of good lines here and there. But overall, when I, can I listened carefully? I wanted to hear what these girls were trying to say. And mm-hmm. it seemed like the message she was saying was implicit in the message she was saying is that you should want to be popular. And it's yes. good to be popular. And that essentially you could be popular if you just had the guts to go and hang out with the popular kids. But I was just like, fuck the popular kids.
1: Yes. Because she was saying, by saying that, she was confirming that the popular kids are the popular kids bec- for, for no reason at all. She wasn't like subverting that stereotype.
0: No. Yeah. She was saying that she, in other words, that she became who she was because she just decided, I'm going to hang out with the cool
1: kids. And it worked for her. And that you should do that too. Imagine if people started like on Monday in high schools across America, all of these little queer kids the misfits they just rock up in the cafeteria to the popular kids table and sat down how many people do you think would be beat up
0: i don't know i don't know how it is nowadays but i don't know they'd be beat up i think people they would just be like made fun of and shamed out of there yeah you know they'd probably be like oh why don't you tell us about the first time you were hooked up with somebody or oh you ever get fisted you know or like uh, (laughs) get bullies yeah yeah what what kind of penis do you like you know and then they'd be yeah. like, "Uh, oh, uh, oh, can we just talk about buttholes,
1: please? You know? <laughs> so, for the context on that, listen to Just Between Us Girls on Patreon. Patreon's amazing. Just go to patreon.com slash media Sign up for the executive exclusive level or whatever. It's great. Trinity,
0: the trail. Your thoughts there on her?
1: I thought she was great. I loved the joke that she can't read. I mean, low-hanging fruit, a bit insensitive, but it was funny. And I actually thought her personal story was applicable in that, you know, she dropped out of school to care for her grandma, never graduated. And so, like, that was a good spin on on the valedictory speech. And then she made a joke being like, I, I came tied first on a reality show, like I shouldn't be here. And I thought that wink was sort of what was needed. So, I'd actually put her in my top two.
0: Interesting. Very good. Yeah, I thought it was a decent speech. I don't know if I call it great, but it was a decent. And it was actually, it was a close, it was one of the speeches that was close to a real commencement speech. It really gave a message. It had some humor. It was good. All right. Next we have Raja. Uh, your thoughts on Raja, Nathan Brown?
1: Super overrated. I didn't think it was groundbreaking. I, I didn't get it.
0: It's so funny. I literally wrote the word overrated. And, uh, yeah, Ruse. God, Rue's laugh sounded like you could hear her voice because she was trying so hard. And interesting, the other judges weren't picking up on it. They were just like staring at Rue and she's like And it was like not funny at all. And I'm all like And, and because the second time I go, well I'm gonna So the, the second time what I did when I for Raja specifically Where I was like I am going to close my eyes and I am going to really try to listen if it's funny. Uh-huh. Uh and I was really trying to listen for the jokes. And I couldn't I went there. I was like, where are the jokes? <laughs> where are the jokes? And yeah. they just weren't there. There were no but RuPaul was because RuPaul knew they were gonna give it to Raja and which we'll we'll discuss this in a second, but like she, she we have to give it to Raja, and so she was doing that super hard laugh, but it didn't justify it. They tried the editors tried to make it work, but it really it really, really didn't. It was
2: not uh-huh.
0: Alright, next we have Jada Essence Hall. Your thought on this one? I thought it was
1: fine. She's obviously using like bitch as a crutch and mm. look over there. Like, uh, I think she just was pulling from whatever she had to try and get through it.
0: Yes. I have it. We're so far, we're in complete agreement on these so far. So, so far, complete agreement.
1: All right. Evie, oddly. At least she was off book. That's one point in her favor. Yeah. I just think she was just trying to say, Everything that Rue has said in the workroom for the past fifteen years—they were mm-hmm. all of Rue's clichés about failure that she said a million times—and mm-hmm. so that was kind of smart, mm-hmm. but it wasn't great.
0: See, I thought it was good. Now Did the part you? there were parts I didn't like. The stupid prat fall was dumb. Like her whole mm-hmm. storyline of love was like I have this disease in my bones and joints. Let me just fall all over the place, which was dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> then this dumb joke that with the creator, I'm like it's rupaul like i could see that joke coming from a million miles away where she was like let's thank the creator i'm like okay it's rupaul let's just get to this right yeah and then but but there was a real message there and you're right and maybe it was kind of smart to do the whole like i just repeating regurgitating rupaul remarks back to her but i didn't think it was bad i thought it was fine had some jokes i thought Mm -hmm. it was better than jada's
1: yeah yeah i'd agree all right jinx monsoon So, I think we'll disagree on this one, because I also thought this one was overrated. Like, well, I sort of went on a journey with this one. So, at first, I was like, this is boring. She's just telling a story about getting hit by a car. Mm -hmm. Like, it felt a bit canned. Um, But then... And then you notice a few more details, which is why Jinx is so brilliant. So, like, she said... um, She referenced Rue the Grand High Witch herself, Mm -hmm. which is a reference to her Season 5 roast, where she called Rue the Grand High Bitch herself. Mm -hmm. So, it's just like what she did with Snatch came with Dave. Like, she's self-referential in a way that's just so brilliant. And, like, her witch's hat, the tassel came from the point of the witch's hat, which I I thought was just, like, a brilliant touch. Mm -hmm. But the speech itself I didn't love. See, I didn't know this other information,
0: so it's news to me right now. But I loved the speech. I listened to it a second time. I thought it was still fantastic. I thought it was great, and uh, I thought she—I thought she knocked it out of the
1: park. What did you think of the Vivian? I liked the Vivian. I would put her in the top two. The drunk voice does get annoying, but I thought it was a nice shtick, and I liked that she sort of roasted the others. She said it's not a roast, but I'm going to make a joke about Trinity in that, and so I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a good ending. Okay. I think that one was overrated, however, that said, I
0: do think it was better than all the others except for jinx
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but I thought it was overrated. You know what's funny is it I just I just don't like really like a drunk voice, I think it's stupid she, why couldn't she have just been a total fucking bitch and just done that same speech, but not in a drunk voice? Oh, you know what that would be better, yeah, yeah, but then she couldn't do that fall i I think that she wanted to do was that fall at the end, where she passed yeah, out. and she
1: did have momentum throughout in the background where she was drinking and getting more and more drunk so that was a bit of fun for her yeah but I I think you know if they put Jinx and Viv in the top two that actually would have been better for that storyline to see them yeah but I think
0: they needed to give Raja and or Evie the star and that's the thing is too like if you're going between Raja and Evie I would have in this case Evie should have gotten it over Raja Mm -hmm. but they probably already had it predetermined that Raja's just gonna get this fucking star that's what's annoying. Well, like, I think I think they also had to do it. they also had to do it because then this little gag that they had with the two stars would be wasted because then they would just give them to Raj and Evie.
1: Oh uh, good point. yeah,
0: you know. Yeah. So okay. Uh, we had to have it so that that's how it's so it's not as even as that. That makes it a little less even. All right, well now Nathan Brown, now it's time for the looks. Category is veiled. It first one down the runway is Monet Exchange. Any big thoughts here on Monet Exchange? What were your Tutor boo? What what are your thoughts?
1: I'm gonna toot it. It's a soft toot. She had the birdcage headdress, and her outfit was like a bird with the feathers and stuff. I don't really know how it fits into the veiled it category. Like, yeah, there was a orange cloth over the birdcage that she tossed away, so I don't know how that related, but. I enjoyed it overall. So soft toot. What about you?
0: It was horrible. I didn't like it. It was a boot. All
1: right, next, Shay. So then Shay, she had that accordion print. I thought she looked like a beekeeper. I thought it was overrated. I'm going to give it a soft boot.
0: I thought it looked so good. I don't like this Shay on this season. I I think she's overrated in general, right? Yeah. But this look was everything I love this look so you're wrong
1: uh, next we have Trinity Trinity the train she had this red roses look I think just to trigger Shay she was showing a lot of face for a veil look mm-hmm. but I enjoyed the giant veil train I'm a sucker for a train it looks like she spent a lot of money um Bet you to- are. I heard that.
0: Uh, but, uh, yes, it's a two, very strong look. I really liked it very much. I'm always, ai I, I like that classic sort of veiled widow look. I've always liked it. I also like mm-hmm. a woman in boots. There you go. I've said it. Next said we have
1: it. Raja. Your thoughts on Raja. So I loved the veil and the dress, but I was confused by the magazine cover. Because, like, I was like, does it say Vogue? No, it doesn't say Vogue. Then she said it says Voile, which is Veil in French. And I was like, okay, is there a Voile magazine? And I Googled it, and there is, but it's all about boats. So, because it doesn't make sense so much, I'm going to give it a tiny little boat boot.
0: Mm. Great look. 100% loved it. All right, next, Jada Essence Hall.
1: Jada had this all-black see-through fabric with, like, a giant face covering it reminded me of jasmine masters when she had her face covered up in the christmas queen special mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it a two yep she looked fantastic giving it a two evie oddly i thought she looked great for evie she had this like beaded veil look it was actually super glam so i'm gonna mm-hmm. toot it right, good. right you're right she looked great next we have jinx monsoon Jinx I loved the dress it was this like blue butterfly number I just think the veil wasn't that great like the veil covering her face it looks much better when she was getting critiqued where she had it over her face but the veil at the back being lifted by butterflies I enjoyed so I'm gonna give it a two
0: it should also be a buzzer because this I thought it was a very strong look I really liked it, especially for Jinx it was good and finally we have the Vivian do I, I get the sense that why do the, I feel the Vivian's almost
1: always the last one she, I, I, do they, are they sticking to an order? I feel like they might be. And it's, I feel like it's the same order from, no, it's not. But she's always last. Yeah. Anyway, she's wearing blue again. So that's like five or six looks in a row because her graduation robe was blue. She said she didn't wear blue. She fucking lied to us, but I really liked it. I thought it was super cool. She's in this like ball gown blue look, but then she's tied up in bondage and like she's being suffocated. I'm going to give it a big toot. I think it's my favorite look of the night.
0: Well, it's a toot. I don't I give it. My favorite look of the night, I would say, might be Jada, actually. Jada or Shay? One of those two is the top okay. two for me. All right. Very good. Any other thoughts on the looks here, Nathan Brown? That's all. Those are the looks. All right. Very good. Let's go down to the main stage. On the main stage, RuPaul surprises the queens with a visit from Nancy Pelosi before naming Jinx and Raja the top two all-stars of the week. Both receive two legendary legend stars, but we have to wait till next week to see who they give one to. Finally, Jinx and Raja battle it out in a lip-sync battle for their legacies. The song, Better in Color by Lizzo. After the lip-sync, Jinx Monsoon is named the winner and uses the platinum plunger to block the Vivian. Nathan Brown, any final thoughts on the episode? Any notes you didn't get out?
1: Yeah, can I ask you about the Nancy Pelosi of it all? Sure. What what did you think of that? Because for me, as an Australian watching this, I am getting so sick and tired of being told to vote. Mm -hmm. Like, how many times do you dumb cunt Americans need to be told to vote before you go and do it?
0: Oh, I'm glad that you said that, by the way. I was thinking about this the other day, and everything's been going on here in the US. I have to apologize to you. Okay. Okay. It was a different world when I got angry when you called Americans a bunch of dumb cunts, because I think as we see over the past year or two, we've learned we're a bunch of fucking dumb cunts. Like we're yeah. just shooting each other up and uh, coronavirus, this and Trump and the no the elections aren't real, blah 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 blah. I what I I knew that these stupid Americans existed. But I just didn't realize how many there were. I underestimated the number of stupid, fucking dumb Americans. I thought it was a very small minority. But it mm-hmm. seems to be, I wouldn't call it a majority, but a significant portion of this population is really stupid. Okay. Um, yes, voting is
1: really low in this country. But do you think, cause like it's compulsory in Australia. So that's where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. But do you think like who's, who's sitting at home and watching episode five of a drag race all-stars season and they're like, you know what? I'm finally going to register to vote.
0: Well, even I, though they've been yeah. holding
1: up those vote signs for six years.
0: Yeah. So here's the interesting thing. This is where I'm not going to knock them is because it's, it's voting us too. Loud. What's really, really stupid. And I've never, and, I was a political science major that's been like this forever. It doesn't make any sense. But the most powerful voting block that can affect change in this country is the youth vote. And yet, Uh the youth vote in shockingly low numbers. Is it? Yeah, it's really, really low. And so they're just trying to do what they can to get the youth out to vote. Because if if the youth actually voted, we would see... Real leadership change in this country, but the problem is, it's only like thirty and above really vote any really large number, and especially old people—they mm. vote like they're they're voting.
1: Uh, oh, they vote or, twice per election. The
0: yeah, they're through the roof. But young people just don't vote, and I don't know. No one understands why. Really, they try. So and this do everything. is
1: just Nancy Pelosi just being like, "Fuck, I got to try everything."
0: Why they go with Nancy Pelosi? I don't know. She seemed more fake than uh, Jake.
1: When she said, "As I always say to my my friends in drag," I was like, "How many drag queens?" Is well, there I think that was sort of the joke,
0: wasn't that the joke?
1: Right. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Did you get the whole clap thing?
1: Yes, the clap thing did make it to down under,
0: but it made sense to you, or yeah. Oh, really? I don't know. What, I don't know what other countries know about American politics and whatnot.
1: The clap was mm-hmm. a meme. Okay. You know, we were all obsessed with with Trump. Mm-hmm. I believe when you had Trump as a president, we were getting the news all the time. Now that Biden's president, we don't hear anything. Yeah,
0: good. Uh, Rue actually did the clap back to Nancy Pelosi at the end. And I think Nancy did yeah. it to her, too.
1: It was sort of really fine. Notice noticed the second time I watched it.
0: Uh, any other final thoughts on this episode?
1: Yeah, this Michelle Visage, she kept saying veiled it in her critiques like she came up with it. And I'm yeah. like, it's the runway prompt, bitch. You didn't <laughs> come up with veiled it. Get another joke.
0: Wow, you have a lot of anger toward Michelle. I don't like
1: her. Oh, you don't? No, I used to. I uh-huh. think the first few seasons I was like, oh, she's great. But now I'm just like, this bitch, she needs to go. She's been there too long. If we mm-hmm. want to cast Jacob, let's get rid of Michelle Visage. Yeah. Get rid of her and put a drag queen on the panel. I know we will never. Ah, uh, they won't that, do that. Blah, blah, I mean, blah. Yeah. But what does Michelle know that we can't get someone else on to do?
0: Let me ask you a question. Who won that lip sync? Evie. Okay, not for real. Who won the lip sync?
1: Jinx. She did, yeah. Evie Raja okay, did a park and bark.
0: Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Raja wants to win. There's no way you're going to... If, if it's the lip sync showdown for the crown, even if Raja's in the top four, she wouldn't win. She'd just lose. <clears throat> She's not a good I was
1: thinking... In season three, Raja... She did one at least one good lip sync with um Carmen. That was enjoyable. Do you think she just... I don't want to make an age joke, because they're all making age jokes, and I think we're over it. But do you think she just can't get on the ground anymore? But you don't have to get on the ground. Does Jinx really get on the ground? No. No, but that's what um, Raja did in that lip sync with Carmen that was just so sexy.
0: Oh, I don't know. Here's the, here's the thing I'll give the girls. Here's what I'll give the girls. They've been picking some really horrible songs for them. I mean, oh, like, really they? awful. Like, awful, awful
1: songs. My thing is, like, we know they move the songs around to suit the queen they want to win, right? So why wouldn't they save up this Lizzo song for someone who could serve it? Like, Monet could have done a great job. Evie could have done an amazing job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, do we really think Jinx is going to bring Lizzo? I, I don't know. It,
0: it was just not good. Just another, but I don't, think, I don't think I've seen a good lip sync. Have we seen a good lip sync this season?
1: I enjoyed the old McDonald one, mm. though I think that was <laughs> controversial. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. Any other final thoughts on the episode, Nathan? That's all. I just want to say you're a bully, you're a mean girl, Mm -hmm. um, but that's it. All right.
0: Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 7. So, for Nathan Brown
2: and myself... Sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia or email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Nathan Brown has two other podcasts, the first is Breaking Down Bad Books, and the other is called Bravo, Bravo, Ething Bravo. You can find those podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Finally, follow Joe Bettens on Instagram at Joe Bettons. Special thanks to our expensive tier Patreon supporters Agnes Yeshopin Ska, Alex S. April Pacheco, Up 2 sky Brad Coley, Karina Williamson, Dave O, Deck Head, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, E. Smith, Boastful Cake, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Anonymous, Lauren Eckert, Dufus Maximus, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stammen, Mercedes Muller, Nicholas Springham, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert NYC, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travis Newland, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an afterthought media podcast.